That was an actuality last night. Uh, somebody captured that as the gunshots uh, rang out on the Danforth around 10 o'clock. Claimed two lives, uh, 13 injured, some serious, some having life-altering injuries. And, of course, uh, there is a somber mood and a Paul cast on the city here. And we're just wondering if there's anything that can be done apart from prayers and thoughts, as are always well-intentioned. But uh, how about political will? Is there something that can be affected by the right political will? And is that on the mayor? Is it on the feds? By the way, uh, they're meeting, all of them, the mayor, uh, the former police chief, Bill Blair, who's responsible for tackling gun violence, Chief Saunders, and Doug Ford at City Hall as I speak. Right now, I want to get live to the scene. Uh, this is the Danforth with Matt Gurney. He's the host of The Exchange here on Global News Radio. Matt, good afternoon. Hey, John. How are you doing? All right. Uh, so you're on the Danforth. Uh, set the table. I mean, what's the mood like? And uh, are there businesses that are still operating? Is it some semblance of normal having returned now? Uh, or is that possible? No, it's a weird mix, John, because between uh, Broadview and Carlaw, the Danforth is still completely closed. There's police tape everywhere, officers up at every entry point. You can't get onto the Danforth. So right now, I'm in a laneway. Uh, I'm in the laneway behind the buildings as close to it as I can be. So the Danforth itself is a complete dead zone. But then you get 10 feet north of that to all the side streets that people are now using to actually get home. And they're packed. They're teeming with people. And the mood is weirdly pretty good. Uh, What's happening right now, John, is that it's just after four, as you know. A lot of the kids are getting out of their summer camps, and their parents are picking them up and taking them home. And there's officers everywhere. The officers are, you know, they're answering questions. And I just asked them a few minutes ago if they knew when uh, the street would be opened up. And they said no. But other than that, it's a little bit creepy how quiet the Danforth is. Normally just bursting with cars and music and life and patios. It's a dead zone right now. You go 30 feet north of that, it's almost, almost, almost life as usual. My understanding is uh, the subway as well is still not stopping at Chester? No, I'm actually in the, where I am right now, the laneway is probably about 100 feet from Chester. And I'm hearing those trains and the grounds rumbling every couple of minutes. They're whistling by right underneath my feet, but they're not stopping at Chester. And what are the people, for the most part, uh, discussing as you've overheard? Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of them are just talking with the local officers. They're trying to ask, hey, do you know what happened? Do you have any information? Do you know when the road's going to open? And the cops are obviously not going to answer that. But I've seen, John, I've never seen this before, even after North York, a couple of times today, I've seen people uh, standing nearby, I would guess locals, bursting into tears. Um, It's something even after North York, I didn't see that. It hasn't been a lot of that. I think in general, Torontonians are pretty tough and we're staying upbeat. But no, you're definitely seeing some people having a hard time today. And the thing that's interesting is just, I said, these kids coming home from camp, the kids think it's all a big game. They're excited to see the police. They're excited at all the const- uh, the uh, tape that's up everywhere. Their parents are a little more guarded. I think the, the kids probably have some questions. The parents might not be thrilled about having to answer. But with the exception of the Danforth itself and how quiet it is, you get a couple of blocks north of it. It's just life is normal here, with the obvious exception of a massive police presence. And they are everywhere. So uh, there would be no access to the actual crime scenes, any makeshift memorials such as... Uh that would be? No, I've seen a couple of makeshift memorials popping up uh, near Withrow Park. Uh, some of the locals there are setting up uh, chalk, and you can write a message on the sidewalk that leads right up to the Danforth. Mm. And some of the parkettes around the area have, uh, you know, teddy bears, candles, handmade signs, the usual fare popping up. But in terms of like a central place where the public can gather, no, right now it all seems to be just led by the community. 
because until they open up the street, people aren't going to be able to get to where they want to be. And I would imagine the fountain at Logan and Danforth is mm-hmm. where they're going to want to go. I'm close to that now. Mm-hmm. But I'd say it's pretty much ground zero, Johnny. There's no chance anyone's getting there if you're not a cop. The forensic unit still on site? Yeah, I've seen a real mixture of police here. Uh, the ETF guys are not around. They seem to have cleared out, but you've got a lot of patrol officers, cruisers parked across the Danforth at every access point, uh, cops on bikes uh, riding the perimeter, and a lot of evidence gathering and forensic guys still here. But I'll say this, less than there were three or four hours ago. All right, so it's sort of slowly coming back to a sense of normalcy, except for the uh, cordoned off areas, which is... Yeah, I'd say that. I mean, just eyeballing this, John, and obviously I'm not an expert on this. You'd want to talk to the cops for this. I think they're mostly done. Like, I'm not really sure what they're waiting for at this point. Mm. There are still crime scene guys around, but increasingly the officers I'm seeing are talking amongst each other, whereas a couple of hours ago there was a lot of uh, pictures taking, they were measuring stuff. There's less of that activity now. I'm starting to get the feeling that they'll be clearing out maybe as soon as they get the order to do it. All right. Well, Matt, uh, I appreciate that on-site update. Uh, We'll be talking to the head of the Police Association, Mike McCormick, here in a few minutes, so we'll see if he can add anything more to that. And uh, good job on the report. Thank you. Eh, Thanks, John. Take care. You got it. Matt Gurney again. He's the host of The Exchange on Global News Radio. And, uh, you know, that's kind of what else you can do uh, is... Try to return to a sense of normalcy, save for, of course, the immediate area where uh, Dimitri's restaurant next door to Christina's used to be like a hub and hive of activity on the Danforth. One of the uh, always on a Sunday, well, especially any time on a weekend and uh, 10 o'clock last night, as we heard, is uh, where it all happened and uh, still awaiting word if this was purposefully selected by the individual or that would be the indication anyway. Uh or just a random act of violence. Don't know much more except that the the deceased is a 29-year-old male and the name still being withheld in the public interest, or it's not for public consumption. Uh, We'll get to McCormick here and more of your thoughts on the matter of whether or not the political will is lacking in the city, in the country, to address this in a meaningful way, or is that uh, misleading in a sense that if somebody has this ill intent, and I keep referring to a homicidal maniac, there's not much that can be done, which almost sounds like you're capitulating. But at the end of the day, uh, if there's any suggestion practically, and we've heard from people like the local counselor uh, that taking guns out of the equation and uh, stricter gun control, but these people are not buying legally for the most part. This usually is a case of somebody's got an illicit uh, handgun, and that's where uh, we're still waiting for word if that was, in fact, the case. We'll come back. McCormick will join us and more of your thoughts as well here on The Oakley Show. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.